Pulp MX Network production. You cast me, I'll complete me till What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity. All right, man? Yeah, what's up? This is Darkside for the Moto X Pod Show. Welcome to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show, the number one moto wrap-up show in the industry. And I'm here to discuss this week's Pulp MX Show with a couple guests. But first, let me tell you about our awesome sponsors. Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, even off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson to Jeremy McGrath in the 90s, Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky Pro Circuit Kawasaki and JGR Suzuki, as well as many others. If it's style performance you want, you've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. And listen, you know all about Michelin motorcycle tires from the Pulp MX show. And now I'm excited to announce the Michelin Bicycle Tires as a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX wrap-up show. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire. And to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill... Then visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products and follow them on Instagram at Michelin Bicycle. And of course, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motosport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. And I want to welcome on our new sponsor, Seal Savers. Since 1999, Seal Savers has offered the ultimate protection of the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Seal Savers has since revolutionized fork seal protection with their zip-on seal savers, making installation a breeze. So check out their full line of moto products as well as intuitive products for your side-by-side. Seal Savers is the original and the ultimate when it comes to protection. Enter the code PULP25 for 25% off at sealsavers.com. Hey, and don't forget to visit pulpmexshow.com for sponsor links and discount codes as well as the Amazon widget. If you want to be on the Pulp Mex Wrap-Up Show with me to talk about the Pulp Mex Show, or you want to contribute a question or topic for the Hello Pookie segment, send it to darkside at pulpmex.com. Okay, let's get to our guests. All right, I want to introduce our first guest of the night, brought to you by Guts Racing for the highest performance seat covers and foam in the market. Visit gutsracing.com. Tonight, Guts Racing brings us the one and only Derek Rankin, a.k.a. Derrico, Jericho, all these nicknames. What is up, Derek? Uh, what's up, Dark Side? Uh, not much, man. Stoked to have you back on. Always fun. Uh, we're going to talk about this episode, obviously, number 439, but I want to introduce our other guest, brought to you by Seal Savers, the, the sponsor that Steve seems to keep forgetting about. Seal Savers tonight brings us the producer, the director of the Pulpamex show, the one and only Dune Goon, Travis Marks. What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? Glad to have you on, man. Uh 
It's going to be a fun glad show. To be here. Yeah, glad that glad that you uh, said yes and that we got our schedules figured out, and we'll we'll touch on that in a minute. <laughs> that what what day of the week starts the, the week off? But uh, uh-huh. I'm brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires. Thanks to Randy Richardson. Go check out bike.michelin.com. Obviously, I'm dark side from the show that I'm not supposed to mention all that often, so I'm not going to mention it tonight. All right, boys, we're here to talk about episode 439. Cade uh, Clayson, Alex Ray in studio, Justin Rodbell, Dino, Stu Baylor, and my boy Chiz all on the phone lines. Marks, uh, you're in studio every week, so you're probably a little jaded. What did you feel about this show, though? It was good, I thought. No, I thought it was good. I thought, like, the mix of the phone guests uh, along with, and place them together. Like I think it makes for a good show. I think those two together are always good. Um, and yeah, like I said, the phone guests just added to that. So I think it was nice. Maybe a little bit of a mix up from the normal show. Yes, maybe. Uh, something different that we've had for a while. But that was good. Yeah, and Derko, you're pretty tight with A Ray. Um, so so give me your honest opinion of A Ray and Cade when they're in studio together. I think they're good together. They just feed off each other, and yeah, they're both uh, pretty stupid. So, <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect response. Uh, so, I want to give a couple a quick shout out. Uh, listener Nick Still, uh, he's a Discord guy. We're going to talk about Discord in a little bit, but he he sent me a bunch of notes. I kind of reached out to some of those guys and said, "Hey, next week when I'm in studio, it's going to be very very difficult for me to take notes like I normally do." So I could use some help, and he he jumped in and did it this week. So some of these notes are thanks to Nick. Uh, a couple comments about Cade and A Ray from Monday night from YouTube. Uh, TG Off Road said uh, it's like having Beavis and Butthead in studio. Pretty pretty fair. And uh, yeah, at th- at three Monkey said that Cade and A Ray are like a gay couple. Uh, I like both those. Uh, how about you, Derek? Pretty pretty fitting. Uh yeah, uh the the second one for sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. I figure that's where you're going to go. All right. Let's uh let's get into the show a little bit. Um right off the bat, you know, Steve, Steve's jabbing a little bit, introducing A-Ray as a uh, Swap Moto Lives A-Ray. We find out Cade's going to race Lakewood and Marks, you don't have your mic on. Uh I don't know what you're talking about. Fair enough. You guys were having some legitimate trouble, though. I think you did talk about it on the show, but I Facebook went down and YouTube went down. I guess you get the feed went down almost right away. Um, you said there were some updates with Facebook, which probably made you have to start the video over or whatever. But when you go into a, a fire drill like that, how much panic uh, do you feel? Are you pretty pretty confident of just knocking it out and let's making it happen? Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm I'm pretty confident, depending on what it is. Uh, because I feel like I, I know it's such a routine now that anything that changes is usually something minor. So I don't really feel like it's, it's a big deal. And, and just to go a little deeper into that, yeah, Facebook this week, um, you have you have a, a key, like an API key that you have to add. And it, it used to be uh, forever, like that key lasted forever, but they changed it to where that key only lasted for a week. Ah. So I had to go onto the server that I used and change that key and then restart the stream. So that's where that's where the stream went wrong, and I didn't notice until after I tried to start it. And I tried to start, like, right as the intro for the show is ending, that, because that Matt Good song will 
flagged for copyright on YouTube, so I try to leave as much of that out as possible. Oh, so I don't okay. really have a whole lot of like a whole lot of time for um, for catching anything that goes wrong. So yeah, I mean, the worst case scenario, we start a couple minutes late and life goes on but yeah yeah uh trust me i'm all very aware of technical issues and and overcoming them and we were just having a technical issue a little bit ago that uh, i had to call my boy tj and he he fixed for me so yeah it was pretty interesting as i'm sitting there and nothing's working and i'm like i'm kind of panicking a little bit because i want to watch right i'm like well shit man if this doesn't work if they don't fix this then how am i going to take my notes other than using the app which i could do but i've just kind of got spoiled with the video feeds glad you got it fixed um yeah me too yeah yeah, i bet you are all right derico so uh ww ranch right uh last week there's some a few things going on about that that race that got brought up on this episode of pulp mex um Let's talk about Adam Cianciarello and Marvin Muscan. The discussion started on the review show. Steve said it was greasy. JT didn't really agree with the word greasy, and that was a big discussion. And it kind of you know fed into Pulpamex Monday night. Give me your thoughts on you know kind of you know Kate had his opinions um, that basically there was there was room. He said Marvin had room, uh, and A Ray just called him a drama queen. Uh, said it was a racing incident. So there's a couple different opinions on it. Uh, you're, you know, you're obviously a mechanic for the a professional racer. You were there. You probably saw, watched it back. What do you think? Who's right? Uh, I think everybody kind of has, you know, a good say uh, in it. But I mean, I'm kind of with a Ray. I mean, it's just part of racing. I mean, yeah. Was Marvin? In the wrong, I mean, not totally, but it was a stupid move. Uh, but it's not the worst thing we've ever seen on a racetrack. So, oh, no, for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, like it wasn't malicious or anything like that, but uh, Marvin definitely knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, so, I, but. I was more on, well, okay, first of all, the, the disagreement or the discussion, uh, Marks, was really over the definition of greasy, right? Like, was it dirty was kind of how I think JT was taking it on the review show. Um, and I was very much on the side of, oh, man, it was like I felt like Marvin had almost as much room as AC until I saw the GoPro footage after the show Monday night. And then I was really way more on Mar- uh, Matt- Mathis's opinion at that point. Like, there, he just... He slammed into AC, man. I mean, I don't know. I just felt like it was a bad move. Yeah, I would say I, I kind of got on board with that after the GoPro footage came out. I, I think it was a, little, a bit ambitious. Nothing cra- uh, ambitious, nothing crazy, nothing dirty or anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe just a little a little overzealous there. And yeah. yeah, I like the point about JT. Like, I think he just got so hung on the words he used. Uh, being you know greasy, right? I think he got too hung up on that, and I think they kind of, kind of deterred them from uh, what they were actually trying to get at. Like they got so caught up on just the single term used there that it, that I think they kind of got off topic a little bit. But yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. But it it does kind of show the beauty of the Pulp Mech show, where we have all these different different opinions different shows where people can discuss it and we all can weigh in. We can get on the chat rooms. We can get in discord. We can get on YouTube and everybody can give their opinions, including, uh, I didn't write down the YouTube listeners, uh, t- name or whatever, but he said that, 
A person said that Steve uh, lets his personal bias get in the way sometimes. Uh, Jericho, you're a you're a hardcore listener. I mean, do you think that happens sometimes, or do you? Because Steve always says, you know, like he wants to say it the way he sees it. Um, but do you think he sometimes lets his personal bias to certain writers get in the way? Oh, 100 percent. If that was Marvin and Jason, and Marvin did the same move on Jason, it would, he wouldn't be making a big deal about it at all. <laughs> Interesting point. I like you. I like you with the hot takes. Nice. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to Zacco. Zacco, uh, great race. Steve, well, let's listen to some uh, piece of audio first, and we'll talk about it. Um, I told him on our podcast that I thought it was his second best ride ever after Vegas. He disputed that, but I'll start with you, A-Ray. Uh, that was a fucking show by Zach Osborne. Yeah, I mean, he did exactly what he needed to do. You know, I mean, AC, he started getting, you know, some momentum. A little frisky. You know, yeah. He just stopped the momentum, and uh, he was 1-1 on Dude, the day. It, Freaking it, awesome. Just if he goes on to win this, this race is the turning point, right? Like, yeah, for don't sure. Don't you think, Cade? Like, this, uh, this is the turning point race. I mean, he had to stop AC, yeah, for sure, but I don't really think there are many people who didn't expect Zach to be really good this weekend. But, I mean, I wouldn't put second all time for him i would i would and i just did steve just did okay my opinion is a little different about the turning point side of it but mark's uh second best race ever turning point in the series for zacco uh this is again this zacco is one of one of uh, mathis's guys is he being a little over zealous i don't think that's the right word but you know what i'm saying is he is he hyping it a little more than he should or is he maybe on point a little bit yeah, I think it's tough for me because I can't think of many of Zach's, like, you know, outstanding rides, obviously that Vegas ride. So he, he just may seem like it, and there's probably a little bit of recency bias there too, but he's probably he's probably hyping it up a little more than it, than it may actually be. And, yeah, that's probably because he just likes Zach so much. Even Zach said that he didn't think it was his second best ride ever. So, right. I mean, from the horse's mouth, you gotta, I'm going with that. Yeah, I think, you know, Zacho may have a difference of opinion as far as what he put into a race or what a race meant or, you know, some personal opinion, though, that affects it as opposed to somebody like Steve who's covering it and, and sees it from a different side maybe. Uh, Derrico, I, I don't know about the, the turning point. Like, it, it was a huge deal. But for me, yeah. Millville was the turning point. The, like, he got the flat and – persevered he didn't pull off he didn't you know he didn't not get any points he gained he got some points he stuck it out and you know finished our moto with a flat front which a lot of guys would have not been able to do that as well as he did like for me that was the turning point uh you know they always say what's it ricky says uh you win championships on your worst days to me that's what that was what are your what are your thoughts uh i don't know if i agree with millville being the turning point i mean okay yeah, it was it was sick that he could do that moto with a flat front and still get points. But a day like that has to be kind of demoralizing for him, especially with like he's had quite a few issues mechanically. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as much as me and Benny, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. like he's definitely like this stuff is weird. Stuff has been happening to Zach's bike, so. That kind of has to be in the back of his mind a little bit, especially championship time. So I would think more of WW uh, doing what he did this weekend as more of like, all right, cool. You know, uh, Adam, you were, you got 
close with 15 points, but, you know, I just added another 10 or however many points he added to it now. Uh, he has to feel a little bit better at that gap, so I think he's going to be a lot more confident for these last two rounds. Yeah, I think I I noticed a difference in the press conference, and then with you know when he was uh, he was on the review show for a minute. Like I think Zacho now knows. Like okay, this is my championship. I don't think he was ready to go all in like that, you know, and say the champ. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, this is a championship run. Uh, two weeks ago, he was still not quite ready to admit it. I guess you know, but yeah. So maybe I guess maybe Steve's right. I don't like saying that, but. Uh, you just mentioned it, Derrico. You guys, you and uh, Benny having a really, really rough year. Just things are not going your way, man. And it sucks because we, you know, we love you and Benny. You guys are great on the shows. Um, dude, mm-hmm. talk about what you guys are having to deal with and trying to overcome it. Uh, man, it's just been one thing after another. Uh, it's just been weird stuff that uh, – you don't really – it's not that we weren't prepared for this stuff, but it's just been, like, stupid part failures that we never had to deal with in the past, obviously being with the factory KTM or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, see, the Loretta's one. We had an ECU issue. The bike reached up on us and started sputtering. Uh, you know, different ECU than what we're used to, and that was just lack of preparation there. You know, we didn't have any time to – test that part and we yeah. just pretty much put it on and ran it uh other than that it's been like our forks broke at red bud uh in the first moto and he 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 finished the moto but you know with a the cartridge literally broke inside the fork so there was no damping at all so it was just super sketchy uh and then second moto red bud he gets like a sixth place start and we got Tomac just perfect in the front master cylinder, and you know I didn't have them sick guards that factory guys do, so uh, we do now. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, other than that, you know, our only solid race has been Millville, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, if it's not a bike, then it'd be crash. It's just, yeah, it's just it's been a tough year for sure, but we're still. Uh, Still gonna give her a go here for Colorado. Well, hell yeah! It's it's been it's been tough to sit back and watch, you know, because we want good things for Benny and yourself. So I, I mean, but obviously we have no, nothing compared to what you guys are feeling yourselves. But it's uh, it's yeah. been a bummer. Hopefully these next two races will go well and turn things around a little bit, and maybe get prepared for Supercross coming up. Hopefully next year. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a bummer for sure. And you know, obviously Pulp MX Fantasy is a big deal, and everybody's just. You know, you know how everybody gets. They start talking shit, and you're, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not 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 a fun time for you guys, and it sucks. But um, all right, back to episode four thirty nine. Marks, um, Justin Rodbell, yeah, I think he did a privateer island maybe with Steve a while back, but um, this is really one of the first times where I really got a chance to hear him on a show, and it was kind of a disappointment. Not well, he was good, but I had actually reached out to him. <laughs> Uh, I think on Sunday to do another show, and so then when Steve had him on, I was like, "Son of a bitch!" But give me your thoughts on Rod Bell on Pulp MX. That's usually how it goes. Maybe someone, maybe a little birdie told Steve, and he swooped in and stole your uh, limelight there. It's probably yeah, yeah. He's um, he's always trying to undermine uh, this other sh- <laughs> non-name show that 
he's he's scared of, like Jason Anderson. Is that the is that the mother like Fox show? I feel like I've heard of it. Which what show is that? Say it again. <laughs> it might have been. Maybe it was the mother like Fox show. I don't know. Maybe oh, it was that mother. could be. I, I have to look into that, Marks. Uh, but uh, too bad you're not allowed to say the name of it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Justin Rodbell, yeah, man. I thought it was good, man. I, I he he's a little bit soft spoken, but man, he, he says some funny things. He, he's just got this like this humor that I can appreciate. So I really like that. Yeah. And yeah, he just seems he just seems chill and like loose. Just wants to ride and get better. Yeah, loose program. You know, loose Goosey and and his stories with you know. Telling Jake for the bar that he beats Tomac, stuff like that. Like, I love that stuff. It yeah. was great. Yeah, I have that in my notes. Uh, yeah, I thought loose program, loose interview, um, entertaining. You know, kind of like, uh, you know, Stu, who we're going to talk about in a little bit. Just sort of just a regular guy, uh, not afraid to kind of talk a little bit of shit and just say, you know. Well, I th- let me ask you this, uh, Jericho. So, chat rooms again, watching all this stuff. I got a lot of people saying, like, oh, Rod Bell's definitely a stoner. Uh, did you get that thought of him or, you know, just like, he's just chill. Like, like Mark said. Yeah, no, I didn't get that vibe at all from him, but I mean, the dude's a character. Like he honestly reminds me of a Ray. Yes. Like, like they are a match made in heaven. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how anything gets done on race day between those two, but yeah. I, but his, he, he was from where? Like Maryland. Yes. Like Maryland. Around Bugs? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his accent seemed to, like it was more southern than that. But agreed. I don't know. That's Do, just maybe that's just picking up from A Ray, you know. <laughs> well, I, I like the fact that like Steve didn't really totally get into maybe his amateur career and how he got started. It was just a fun interview. Uh, like you said, talk about girls, talk about hill clickers, and you know, jumping the leap and just having a good time. You know, getting the fans excited. Uh, you know, broing down with Bogle. The fact that he's got a full time job and just trying to figure it out, uh, you know, it's just a it was a fun interview getting to know a guy a little bit, Marks, and you know, just not necessarily anything really super serious, but just a good entertaining time. Yeah, and that's I think I think why I liked it so much. Like it, it I feel like sometimes the interviews tend to be a little PC, maybe. Sure. Um, some, Depending on who the writer is, they, they kind of, they, you know, they come on, they, they watch what they say, they are kind of there because they feel like they need to do that interview or get the, you know, the PR or whatever. Uh, whereas this one, yeah, it had a different vibe, it had its own flow, like something unique we haven't seen for a while. And yeah, I think it fit in really well with A Ray and, and Clayson there. So yeah, I mean, that was, I think, a breath of fresh air. Absolutely. I can't wait I, to see. Hopefully everything works out where him and A Ray are still on the same team for Supercross and like to see, you know, maybe some vlogs, some stuff going on behind the scenes, and just wait for the LCQ with those two guys. Uh, that it's going to be exciting. So I, I really enjoyed Rod Bell, uh, and he was actually pretty good on that other interview, that other show that you mentioned. So that was cool. I, I think Rod Bell is maybe a guy. Hopefully he can figure some things out and stick around. You know, this privateer life is not easy. Um, so speaking of exciting, and let's talk about Stu Baylor, man. A little more off-road, uh, Jericho. Steve, all, you know, he talks about hating off-road, but every once in a while he gets some off-road talk, and I didn't know anything about Stu Baylor. Found this uh-huh. pretty damn good. Yeah, I know. That dude was – I feel like I could just 
chill and hang out with our dude around a campfire. <laughs> Be and a party. Just talk all night. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, but no, that was a sick interview. I, I think Steve's kind of, you know, he, he talks shit about off road a little bit. Yeah. But if he would actually look into the sport and like talk to the guys, he would find that there's a lot of characters and in GNCC and works and all that off-road racing to, uh, you know, I'm from Indiana, so I kind of pay attention to GNCC because I was always around it growing up. Okay. And, and what Stu Baylor's done uh, since he got on that Yamaha, dude, it's been phenomenal. It's been crazy. Yeah, it's super uh, impressive. Um, let's, let's listen to a little piece of audio real quick. I know, I know I'm not as fit as those guys. They've been racing three hours all year, right. all year long. Yep. And I think, uh, I think a lot of it is, I mean, like when you line up and, and you know, it, at the end of the day, you're not here for points. Like, right. I, I don't know for my entire career. I've, I've been, you know, you come, you come to the track, you drive in your A-class RV, you park up, you sit there from Thursday to Sunday and you pedal the track over and over You've got your little routine. Everything mm-hmm. works, and I've done it the same way since I was a kid. So this was a one-race deal, and it was a practice bike. Are you now, like, on the team and you got a race bike, or how did this past weekend go for you? <laughs> What's the status? No, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still on a practice bike. Coming in with no fucks attitude is, is definitely working right now, and, right. and it's, it's gonna be, I think it's going to be a little more difficult to carry that into next season. It, moving forward, I feel... I feel that I can win on the Yamaha. Um, I, 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 I think the bike suits me. You see yourself, you know, getting signed and, and having a full season and going for the championship, right? Like, that, that's, that's what you'd like to do. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Right. I mean, I, I would have loved to do <laughs> – I really wanted to do it while Caleb was still racing, and, and he kind of announced that he was retiring. You know, I – I like to be a thorn in his side. I can be a pain in his ass because I can, I can, I can, I can talk a little more shit than the rest of the guys. And right, right. I'm pretty good at it. So, <laughs> so there he, uh, yeah, kind of gave us a little bit of his his goals, marks. Like he he would like to take it to Caleb Russell. Uh, no fucks attitude. That's yeah. That's a, that's an off road racer right there for sure. Yeah, and again, I, like I said earlier, I think that was cool to have for the show i think it kind of fit the theme and it was a nice segue after rob bill uh just kind of like you, you switched it up a little bit but mm-hmm. you still kind of had that same like like no uh no s given attitude where they were just like it's kind of the same philosophy they have like just like to ride their dirt bike don't really care about much else and that's what they're gonna do yeah uh, jericho he uh he called us he thought we were gonna be snowflakes though the the moto listeners and the, the pulp fans uh, is that a pretty common off-road thought towards us uh yeah i think so i think they <laughs> they all just think they're super gnarly because they can run through trees for three hours but i mean the dude's winning gncc races on a practice bike so yeah that dude is gnarly <laughs> yeah, you know, and he, he he could probably say that about us for sure. It was funny. I think he didn't he say something about like he kind of said, "Hey, the, the Yamaha could be better in places," uh, which you know, again, kind of, I don't know. You know, sponsors don't love that stuff, and sometimes our moto riders like they're afraid to criticize. But he didn't seem to have any problem yeah. with that at all, Jericho. No, he didn't. But I mean. 
Like Obviously, it. he's not being paid by Yamaha, so like, right. why does he care? But he wants I mean? to be. But he's I, he like he said he does he he. I think he also it wasn't in that clip, but he said sometimes he speaks before he thinks, which yeah. we we kind of see that. But I mean that I, that may hurt a guy like that, but made for a great interview, and it made me want to you know to see him do better and, and get that factory ride. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, if he wants to run his mouth. He has to keep winning races. Yeah, true, true. As long as he's winning races, <laughs> like if he's Caleb status, then he can say whatever he wants. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, pretty much anything goes at that point. Uh, Marks A Ray asked him a, a, you know, about riding three hours and how they deal with it and blisters. Let's listen to this real quick, and then we can react. How do you how do you keep your hands in check? Do you have any of those uh, risk racing? Uh, like palm saver things, under underwear gloves. Do you pee on your hands like A Ray does? Yeah. So like whenever I get a blister or something like that, like I'll go in the shower and I'll piss on my hands and sort of rub it together. Like is anybody I else? I do the same thing. You Hell yeah! See, see my it? hands right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah. So like I, I pissed on my hands before. Marks pissed on his hands, dude. Like Stu said, yeah. Stu said, yeah. I've done it. But I'm pretty sure he was joking. But Avery was like, "Yeah, dude, yeah, me too." I, I I've never. Okay, I might I might be naive, but I've never heard of the peeing on the hand thing. And I don't know if I would ever get to a point where I would like consider that. But maybe I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I was kind of over in the corner, like <laughs> looking to the side. I was looking at Talon. I was looking at Steve. I was like, "Is this real? Is right. this real life right now?" But yeah, I mean. Harry just Harry goes with what he goes with, you know. He's not gonna back down. He's on his hands. He's gonna own it. He is a different breed, Derrico. <laughs> yeah, no, I know way too much about that guy, and oh. that definitely would not surprise me if that is true. I think he's confused with uh, what is it like? He gets stung by jellyfish, <laughs> right? Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he's a little confused, but I could definitely see that being uh, his dad, Ronnie Witt. Ronnie uh, being like some wisdom that he passed down to his boy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> some old old dad's tale, like old wives' tale or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what to think about that, but it definitely made for a funny audio clip at the very least. Um, well, I enjoyed Stu Baylor. I thought it was cool having him on. I like Steve mixing it up every once with, with some off road guys. Um, let's move on to a topic. That also got brought up on the review show. What was one of the ex-brand tear-off questions? And I'll start with you, um, Marks. The Mount Rushmore discussion, you know, whether it should be motocross only, motocross and supercross, uh, is it the best or your favorite? Who do you pick? Are the GP guys allowed? Um, we had a lot of difference of opinions, a lot of different answers. Just give me your thoughts on what the Mount Rushmore should be. Is it a good segment on the Nationals? And then give me your give me your Mount Rushmore. Oh, you're gonna put me on like that? Well, yeah. Dang, <laughs> Dang. I should have known. I'm gonna be like a and be like, what's well, first of all, what's no, no what is Mount Rushmore? Jesus, <laughs> homeschooling, <laughs> freaking home. I don't, man. Uh, no comment there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't mind it. Like, I, it's not my favorite thing, but yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing they've done. Um, well, as far as like what is, I was. It, it needs to be like picture in picture. If you're going to do it, put it down in the bottom corner. Show us the damn race. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on that. Okay, proceed. Yes. Yeah, so much time lost 
of actual racing because they can't seem to figure out how to do picture in picture or schedule these segments differently. Like it's outrageous to me. Well, but that's all anyway. we that's all Weege's fault. So, yeah, yeah, typical Karen. Yeah. Um, as far as what it should be, man, I, I feel like that kind of I don't know. I don't know if I want to say it's subjective, but kind of like I know the actual Mount Rushmore. They were put up there for each one was put up there for a different reason and I can't name them off the top of my head but I mean if you wanted to like go off of what you know if you wanted to say what's your Mount Rushmore and it should be based on these things then you might have a little bit of uh, less parity as far as who people put up there but for now I think yeah it's it's a bit subjective so um, you know putting I think you gotta put McGrath on there like McGrath's done so much for the sport and his super cross skills are just ridiculous so uh, i don't think it should just be motocross or just supercross i think i think you can mix it there and put mcgrath in there um i'd put it carmichael stewart and probably villapoto and i know it's no like old guys but i'm not i'm not really a historian of the sport per se so that's what i'll go with okay uh Derico, same question You definitely have to have McGrath because he just he made Supercross cool. Stu, just because of what he did. Uh, RC, like those are going to be on everybody's. I feel like because they have to be. That the fourth spot is like the ringer, and I kind of like what Cade and uh, I think it was JT did. They put a GP guy on there, uh, but they went like Corolla and Everett. But I would think that either Hurlings wow. or Kenny. I'd lean more towards Kenny because I think Kenny's kind of like crossovered a little bit and yeah. like kind of molded MXGP and American racing a little bit more together. Uh, so yeah, like nobody's gonna agree with that. But I'm gonna put Kenny Roxon up there. Okay, you, and you said crossovered. Crossovered, is like, what? Like, yeah, like you cross, like so. Yeah, yeah it's, say like. I don't think over. I, I don't think over well, is a word. Hey, bro, I I think what you want there, okay. Okay. Give me give me a give me a break here, bro. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Hey, man. So how was uh? Did you watch the uh? And this is way off topic. Did you watch the pay per view Sunday night? I didn't. No, uh-huh. Sunday I was I was still in Florida. Okay. Well, so it was build day. Yeah, it was it was on at my house because my stepdaughter Hattie's all WWE as you know. So, uh, anyway, we'll we'll move on from is, that. Is but the Undertaker still there, or, or like Kane? <laughs> I think those guys show uh, up every once in a while still. Uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, but my my stepdaughter my stepdaughter's daughter who is eleven is going as the Fiend for Halloween, so that's pretty rad. I'm nice. Oh uh, yeah, that's sick. Um, okay. Race tech rant. Always, almost always anyway, entertaining and fun, funny. Uh, we got a couple different ones this week. I think if I'm not mistaken, we got at least three. Uh, we had the caller who was complaining about, uh, People being mad about what Steve talks about on the Pulp Mech show. It's his show. If he wants to talk about hockey, if he wants to talk about mountain bikes, it's his show. And this guy was like, 480 fill era, you know, or level. He was at an 11 because it's louder than 10. 
Uh, he was fired the hell up. And we had Cade, who was upset with riders complaining about the track. That's a pretty reoccurring common one. And then we had A-Rays, which I'm going to play some audio from. Uh, A-Ray, your race tech rant. Oh, my God. So, every time you land off an airplane, yeah. chill out. When you get to the gate, yeah. chill out. Yeah, chill back. The people who just stand up as soon as we get to the gate. The buzzer goes, and oh, it is a fucking... They're in fucking 35B on the airplane, and they are standing in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. Me. Yeah, and what, about, me. and what about the baggage carousel where people just run up to the front of it? It's uh. like, hey, your bag will come around again. It doesn't just disappear into a lava pit. <laughs> okay, I chose that particular piece of audio because I... I'm very much on board with that one, and it was non-moto. I just thought it was fun. Uh, but, Jericho, I'm going to let you go first. And I know if anybody listening to this, sometimes I keep calling him Jericho and Derrico. Benny calls him Derrico. Mathis and everybody else calls him Jericho. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm bouncing back and forth. But, Jericho, um, did you have a particular rant, Race Tech rant, that you thought was the better of the three? What did you think about it? Uh, well, I mean, the one that hit home – closest to me was Alex's just from flying every weekend and dude it's so annoying whenever you're sitting there and everybody just hops up real quick and I'm I'm a window guy also like Steve and Same. all those guys said they were too uh, but dude it's just and I hate whenever I'm watching like like honestly Monday whenever I got back to Oklahoma City this week I'm sitting there and people get up and two people from the back of the plane just run up. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? We're in Oklahoma City. You're probably not connecting anywhere. <laughs> You're probably <laughs> yeah. at your destination at right. this point. Uh, so it's just like. It takes a little bit of time for your so bags it, to get to it, the carousel. Just chill out. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I don't know, I don't know if they're just. they. Obviously, not everybody travels as much as. You know, most of the motocross industry, so I could see where, like, people just don't know. But use common sense. Yeah. Like, it's no different than, like, just, hell, if you're on a bus or something, you know, you're trying to get off it. Like, everybody stands up at once. Come on. Yeah, you, you're not going to go anywhere, right? So I, I like that one also, which is why I pulled the audio, obviously, because, okay, for, I, I always get the window seat, and same thing. Like everybody stands up, and I'm very, very impatient. So I want to get off the plane quick, but I know I can't go anywhere. So yeah, just and if you don't get the aisle seat, and you're in the middle, and the person in the aisle seat, like they're trying to get out, you're like, dude, where are you going? You can't go anywhere. But then I also somewhat see the other side. Like my fiance is, she is scared to death of flying. So like, she wants to be as close to the front exit, and when that plane lands she's ready to get the hell off so i feel for her a little bit but i'm i still am like dude you can't go anywhere babe just chill out so yeah it hit home to me yeah. also uh how about you marks did you have a, a particular favorite or even care about any of them <laughs> yeah i don't travel obviously travel as much as the rest of you guys um but every time i i'm on a plane and that happens i me and my wife think the same thing like dude how is Especially like if you're not, if you can't stand in the aisle and you're like in the middle or window seat, how is standing up like hunched over awkwardly where you can't even stand up all the way any more comfortable than just like staying seated? I just don't understand yeah. how that is a, a thing. So 
Well, but, yeah, I think all the rants were good. I like that they did all three of them. I like that they I all did had too. one in thought, and they like got to the point quick and yep. just like bounced from one to the the next. I think it was one of the better race tech rant segments we've had. I thought it was cool. Each guest sort of kind of getting one. I thought that was a good idea. Uh, but I, I will say to touch on what you just said, Mark. So again, I'll see. I'm six foot three. And I always fly southwest, and there is no room southwest. So when the plane lands, I would I do like to stand up and stretch. But yeah, you can't go anywhere. I just hit my head on the overhead compartments, and so I I am ready to get up. I just realized that I can't go anywhere, so I might as well just chill out. Right. But uh, it yeah, good times. As far as race tech, I do want to mention that there's a contest this week, guys. Hit uh, email contest at pulpmexshow.com for a race tech swag bag. Uh, I don't remember if he mentioned what all's in that. Probably T-shirt, maybe cube. I don't know what all's in there, but maybe there was a discount code. Marks, do you remember? I, I, I'm, I was just trying to think, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but uh, I remember it sounded good. So yeah, well, yeah. enter the contest. Uh, I I need to create a new email that has nothing to do with Dark Side, so I can enter some of these contests because there's some good ones. Um, before we proceed, IP address, bro. Do what? IP address. Yeah, <laughs> oh shit! All right, well, well, I guess I'm out then, dude. I, I tried so hard a couple weeks ago when the I think it was two weeks ago when the Works Connection uh, Pro Launch device was given away again. Dude, I was trying to be that third, oh, that third caller again. I think I even did call, but it was like fourth or fifth. It would have been right. awesome if I could have won that again and then had it taken away. Uh, Heather wasn't there, so you might have been good. Steve would have never allowed it anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, I do want to thank all of our, the Moto X Pod show. Oop, oh, I just screwed up. The Pulp MX show. <laughs> the Pulp MX wrap-up show sponsors Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, and Motosport, all on board supporting the Pulp MX wrap-up show, as well as all the other sponsors. Go to pulpmxshow.com. Click on the Sponsor tab. There's links. There's discount codes. Uh, I want to give a shout-out, actually, to James with Pivot Works Vertex Pistons. I called him today to order some stuff, and he gave me a really killer deal, thanks to the Pulp Mech Show, uh, on some bearings for my 1990 YZ125 that I'm working on. So, yeah, these guys, man, they save you money. They support the show that we love. So please do the same thing. Support those sponsors. Um, all right, Marks. Dino, fan favorite, show favorite. Came on, talked a little bit about his injury, uh, surgery talk, kind of saying, hey, I just want to be good for Supercross. I don't really want to talk any about any of that. There was two or three things that, to me, were more entertaining, so I'm going to play the first piece of audio with Dino. Dino, we had uh, we had Rod Bell on earlier. Now A-Ray's in studio here. Now you're on. This is fucking O'Neal. This is Team O'Neal tonight. Oh, this is, we're enjoying the ride for sure. <laughs> They go back to their photo shoots. You know, they have the best posters, the best calendars. <laughs> yes. Check out my IG so, story right now. It's just chicks, bro. <laughs> O'Neal, pin Listen, listen. O'Neal's good. Tim Ferry wore O'Neal. And how about O'Neal, too? Like, the stuff never wears out. I don't know never. if you guys... <laughs> Need any new stuff? You probably never don't even need new stuff. No, like we don't. Like I don't. I don't go through gear at all. Like <laughs> the gear holds up so well. And Alex doesn't go through gear. He just goes through bike. Derrico, that was just for you. I figured that probably got one of the biggest laughs, laughs of the night. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, again, I mean, O'Neill. It, it was just there's a lot of funny stuff in that deal. Uh, O'Neill definitely has the best ads. Oh yeah. Whew, some hotties. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, 
A-Ray's always reposting them on his story. So oh, I know. I him just about every day. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah the, no. that's the main reason I pulled that. Really nothing more other than just Dino kind of busting on A-Ray. I mean, obviously, we're all fly racing. You know, I guess all three of us, you know, I mean, no, Benny's not wearing fly anymore, is he? No, dude, Thor, Thor life. Yep, yep, Thor life. All right, that's, so we'll give you that. But, yeah, me and Mark's, we're, we're fly. Better, Mark's better be. 100%. All right. 100%. No, yeah, X, one X, a year I ride. X brand, not 100%. Yeah, that too. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's listen to another piece of audio from Dino. So if she wants, like, this big wedding, are you, like, telling her, like, yo, like, pipe down? Because I know, I know you like to be a little, like, tight with the money. <laughs> A little, yeah, a little, a little. <laughs> Fly standby, dude. Like, no, for sure. <laughs> There's this guy that I knew in Claremont, and he listens to your show, right? Okay. And he, 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 like had a uh, kind of. He got mad at me, anyways. And he said, um, "I know you're a tight ass." <laughs> I hear this from people. I'm like, who does he hear that from? Yeah, like, yeah. thinking. Wait, this guy's like the biggest Pulp MX show fan guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like. Steve, always saying that I'm the biggest tay actor. So. No, well, yeah, you're. You are. You are Phil Nicoletti. You there's a, mm, there's probably. I, I'm tay ass on select things, but I'm I'm really not that bad, Steve. I get free flights. Okay, big deal. That's because I'm blessed with a travel agent. Yes. Fiance. Right. Hell yeah. All right. What else? You you don't get rental cars. Dude, you. <laughs> I do get rental cars every weekend. I get a rental car. That okay. is cap. Okay, somebody told me that you were like, "Hey, I need a ride. I don't. I'm not. I don't have a rental this weekend. Can you no, give me a ride?" That is, I get a rental car every weekend. Next, Jason doesn't even own a truck. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't remember what it was, but there was some. Zach was like, "Yeah, they were arguing about who was saving the most money doing something," and I was like, "Going, oh my god, these guys." Tommy Tenders. Tommy Tenders drives him around. <laughs> yeah, it's a chauffeur, bro. I mean, it's, I guess that's all right. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Dino. I'll get some stories if you want, and we'll get we'll get going. Uh, I think that's that's the best you're coming up with, Steve. I, you got to take me out that category. Trying to beg for a ride at a race, bro. There ain't nothing wrong. Oh with my the... god, I, Sarah's I, I, right I, here. She's shaking her head, saying you're full of shit. Oh, uh, okay. I, <laughs> I'll gather some intel, Dino, and we'll we'll have this out. I'll gather All some right, intel. You gather intel, and we'll go back over there. Right. Because I'm tight, but I'm not tight as you think. Okay. I will buy you dinner. Oh wow. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Marks, Steve is full of shit. Uh, two things with you. First of all, first of all, does Gringo live in Claremont? Is that our listener? That's Yo. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I wonder if it's Gringo. I'd, that'd be awesome if Gringo is <laughs> the guy. <laughs> that but awesome. so, do I want to ask you that? That was a super entertaining segment. It was a lot longer than the parts that I cut out. But do we take Dino off the list of being or off that out of that category of being cheap, like he said? Or after he got off the phone, the guys were like, "No, he's still cheap." What do you think? <laughs> It's tough because I don't, I don't, you know, these guys know them better than I do, and there's so probably you could attest to whatever it is more than I could. But uh, just the fact that he, you know, is giving out gas cars and giving away dirt bikes, yeah. and I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can put him in that uh, Phil Weege category. Like, if there were five levels of it, he can't go in the bottom where Phil and Weege are for sure. Just on those, you know. 
those facts along, I think. So. Okay. I, I like that point. Jericho, I, I don't know how well you know Dino. I would think you know him fairly well. Uh, do you have any stories? You got any insight? Uh, no, not really. I Honestly, I don't know him that good. Okay. It's uh, more just like a, hey, what's up, kind of deal with him. But, uh, I mean, I've heard stories, you know, from people in the pits and, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's weeds level for sure. Uh, <laughs> or even Zacco. Zacco's cheap. I mean, he'll and he'll tell you that. Yeah. No. That that whole crew there, Zach, Jason. Good point. They're all they're all a little frugal. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say cheap. I I call them frugal. You know. Watch their money, <laughs> but that's how you keep your money. I think. Exactly. Like- and you, you can't knock Dean for it because he's. You know, he's been knocked out of that factory ride before, so Good point. he knows what it's like. If yeah. you, you got to go privateer, then you're going to be regretting uh, wasting those paychecks you had. Yeah, that's actually pretty smart thinking. I never think like that. I just think, I got money. What do I want? But what were you about to say, Marks? <laughs> yeah, I do that too, don't worry. Um, I, I think they kind of glossed over the Anderson thing. Like, I know Anderson just put his house up for sale. If you saw that on Instagram, oh, and it's, a ni- it's a really nice house. Uh, so, like, the fact that he doesn't even have a car, like a truck or a car or whatever it was they said, like, is just so interesting to me. Like, he seems like such an interesting dude, and I wish he would come on the show, you know, to talk about some of that stuff, but I think that kind of got overlooked, like, well, especially after I saw his house that he put up for sale. I was like, this is weird, man. Well, they did say he has the the sponsorship truck, the Chevrolet from, I guess, a Chevy dealership. So, I mean, you know, uh, yes, if I had that, you know, or the the Toyota of Escondido deal, I probably wouldn't spend money on another vehicle if I had somebody that was willing to keep giving me one free. But you're yeah, right. I guess. Jason is an interesting guy, and I was thinking about this. Like, I, I'm trying to come up, and we're going to talk about me being in the studio here in a little bit. But I'm try- <laughs> I've been trying to come up with some ideas of some things that would be kind of – fun or interesting and like whenever i talk to jason he's super cool uh he he's been coming to a local track where he came out a few weeks a few months ago to a local track and did a school uh he knows one of the owners of this track and he's coming back out for a race for a halloween race that he's kind of promoting and i wish i i wish i had a way to contact him like i don't other than his his uh agent or whatever and like i would love to be able to get him to call in monday night and say he called in because of me that's a that's a oh, little far fetched, but it's like I'm trying to come up with all these different little things that would be kind of cool to happen, have happen. And yeah, Jason calling in would be pretty entertaining, I think, and be funny if we could like kind of like when Mathis was in Hawaii and Daniel Blair and Weege had a uh, RC on. That, yeah, so um, some other stuff with Dino um, that I kind of wanted to touch on. Steve said, you know, does anybody other than the 51 not like Dino? Which you know, Dean admitted, yeah, there's no love lost. But Jericho, we hear all the time from Steve that, you know, the guys at the Baker Baker's factory voted to not have Dean. And I've always tried to figure out, like, why? That somebody must not have liked him. But none, never, none of that ever gets touched on. Like, how can you not like Dean? And, like, I, it seems to me, at, at least, that somebody else didn't care for him. Yeah, uh, there's no telling there, man. That's that's just all politics. But mm, uh, true. I mean, I see what what year was that when he? Because he was with Rattray, right? But he was still riding at Baker's factory. 
Yes, I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, man? He he must have just went too fast one day for Mars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? That could be. Yeah, yeah that, so. it's just interesting. I would love to know more about that situation. Um, Mark's the other thing, and this is one of the things that uh, our, our my guy uh, Nick Still kind of pointed out, and I actually didn't even put it in my notes until he mentioned it, was the Ignite CBD deal he had last year. You know, a lot was made out of that uh, when he was doing the privateer thing, and Supercross didn't allow him to have it, really. And then when he went to Husky, there's a no CBD clause or something in the contract for all those guys. I found that – well. I didn't really think about it as being that interesting until Nick pointed out, but that's that's kind of weird a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Especially um, today. Especially, yeah, like, especially with the series. You know, obviously they had that issue with with Chad and the yeah. DVD thing and whatever, and then came around the next year uh, with that company as a sponsor. So it, it seemed like CBDMD. With the, yeah, with that coming around, it, you know, you would have thought that everyone would have kind of been on the same page, but I get, you know, I guess not. It was definitely, definitely weird and interesting. It's, it's a bummer, you know. You have companies willing to, to spend money on whether it be teams or riders, and then um, those, those teams or promoters or whoever it may be, turn it down for whatever reason. It is a bummer, and obviously we don't know the ins and outs of their reasoning, but sure like that that should be okay now but yeah. yeah it's just to me it just seems weird that that was a specified thing you know i mean i don't know i maybe the same things in some contracts jericho you may know more about this like no alcohol sponsor mm-hmm. or no tobacco sponsor you know not allowed maybe they put it in the same i mean is that something that you you had to deal with a lot of uh sponsors this year as the uh team manager for KT tapes, so did you see anything like anything like that? Is that something common? Do you even know? Uh, so alcohol, I think for the most part is like pretty wide open with Feld, uh, because if you notice, they brought in twisted like twisted oh, teas with hat. But true, true. Feld also had twisted tea like in the pits, like they literally had a bar where you could go get samples of twisted tea inside the pit so i think alcohol is like not a big deal but i remember the whole like ignite thing like because uh the team i was on at the time was kind of also trying to do a cbd deal but fell told us all that we couldn't do it because (laughs) it wasn't legal in every state it had to be like nationwide yeah i remember hearing that uh yeah so since it wasn't nationwide we couldn't advertise it on the bikes and helmets, but then they now it's changed to where I think I want to say it can't be on the bikes or helmets, but it can be on your tractor and trailer and in your pit area, maybe. Okay. Uh, I know it's very it, weird. It's it's a weird situation now, but uh, I think the biggest thing with that is like like say like THC products if if marijuana. Like goes nationwide, like it's a federal, you know, sign in the law that it's legal. Then I think you know it's wide open for advertising, but uh, definitely no tobacco. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's that's been a thing. It's just I don't. It's just it's a strange, uh, like yeah, like you just said, like okay, it can be on the tractor, but maybe not on the bike or something. It's just. I, I guess maybe they don't want it on TV. It's just, I guess it's just a weird, yeah. we're in a weird place with CBD, but 
Uh, they're coming around, but it definitely sucks for Dean. Um, okay, we talked about Jason Anderson a minute ago, uh, Marks. Let's let me play this. Anyways, yeah. I wish Anderson actually liked me um, because that your I team seems fun. All that. What? I thought you guys like. No, good. no, he hates me no? still. I wish I could hang out there, Dean, but Anderson wants to light me on fire. But it does seem like a cool team. <laughs> <laughs> come over. I don't want to come over. He's going to get all fucking mad and freak out or whatever. I don't want to dis- disturb him, you know? He's got a broken arm right now. Nope. What's he going to do? It's wrapped up like a gordito. What's he going to do? Is he going to smack you with his cast? <laughs> I'm just saying. So, wow. I can't believe the words are coming out your mouth that you're scared of Jason Anderson. I'm not scared of him. <sighs> I'm just saying. Well, I'm saying, like, if I go over there, he's going to be like, ah, what the fuck? It's race day. Fuck off, you you know, tubby journalist or whatever. And I don't, I don't want to get into anything. Marks, I have to admit that I'm a little surprised that he doesn't go over there. Like he doesn't like, yeah, you would think based off what we believe Mathis to be, like he wouldn't really give a F. He'd just go over there. But he actually, I, I feel like it's sort of out of respect for Jason, the way he said all that, you know, like, well, the stuff I cut out, actually, if you go back and listen to the whole thing, he said, you know, like, it's race day, and he's, you know, he's going to be trying to be focused or whatever, and, like, it kind of came across as, well, I don't want to mess with him on race day. It's just not worth it. Yeah, which is, I don't know if it's surprising. Like, I feel like he's been around long enough where, you know, I guess you could assume maybe that he would have respect for riders and what they need and or and want on race day, and I'm sure if other teams or riders didn't want him around, he would do the same thing. But it was interesting to hear him say it out loud, at least, for sure. Because, I mean, you don't really hear him say that. Typical Mathis uh, show personality would be like, F it, and I'll just yeah. go over there. Out there. But, well, it's- uh, yeah, so to hear it out loud was for sure interesting i mean especially since he's so close to zach and you know he's got a good relationship with dean and you know previously bobby hewitt and some of the other team guys like you'd almost be like well okay this one guy doesn't like me but i'm still gonna go do my job you know and i'm not saying he's not doing his job obviously it's just i was i was personally a little surprised jericho what'd you take from it uh i think he just doesn't want to be uh like awkward in that situation because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean that whole team's kind of standoffish on race day anyway. That is true. So, yeah, so I could definitely see him not being comfortable going on, over there on race day. But you know, you just got to say screw it sometimes, and especially if he's so cool with Zach and Dean, you know. Yeah, you don't have to approach Jason. Just you know, go in say. Say whatever you need to to Zach and Dean and get your uh, interviews and your coffee. Peace out after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you said that a minute ago about the team. That was the only team, uh, and this was probably 18, I think, 2018, that would told me at one point, you can't be in here. Like, they didn't know who I was really. And even though I had press credentials, like, yeah, you can't come in the, tr- in the, in the tent area. You can't be in here. And I was, and that might have been actually at Tennessee. At the National Muddy Creek, that same year that uh, Jmart got hurt, I think that's where that was, and they they basically yeah. like, yeah, you can't be here. Uh, so yeah, they are they were a little standoffish, but then I started bringing them donuts like I do you, and now they're cool. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, donuts help. They donuts do, help dude. Uh, they uh, they uh, 
have gotten me a lot of inside stuff. You know, you make me well, you guys make me welcome, and got a cool a lot of cool stuff mm-hmm. hanging on the studio wall because of the donuts. So yeah, right on. I'll keep doing yeah. that for sure. <laughs> yep. All right, let's uh, let's talk about my boy Chiz. But first, I'm gonna play a little audio I pulled. Okay, so the Chiz. Oh, fuck. He just fucking showed up, bro. I like I go over that step up and I look back and I just see a number. First 11. moto, first moto. Yes. Yeah. And he's like right to my side, and I, I was like, "Fuck, here we go again." I'm about to get chizzed. I don't know. Like he had just like a better pace than me. His line choice, his his line choice veteran, is so dude. good. Veteran, dude. He it's like he knows like every nooking. It's like your Yamaha out there on your mountain bike track. Yeah, yeah, my Yamaha he track. Kno- he just knows. Yeah, so knowledgeable, bro. But a fucking asshole, dude. Yeah. What did you think this weekend coming out? Racing WW and seeing the 61 in first in the first moto, just seeing him and you're just catching him. You're just catching. I mean, I mean, my only goal all weekend was just be a ray. I didn't care if I got 39. Oh my god, I be a ray. I'd be happy. <laughs> There's been a lot it. of chiz talk tonight, chiz, and, and everything just ends with a ray saying "fuck chiz." Yeah, dude, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> dude comes off the couch like I'm over here busting my ass, and he's, he just, he's 40 years old. Oh, dude, he's, he's, he's yeah. he might be older than that. <laughs> and then just I'm 82. Okay. Oh my gosh, he he honestly looks older than his dad, bro. You pull, uh, you're 14th overall. You went 15, 12. Yeah. I rode like a turd the first moto too. I've seen some of your lines. Like your lines were fucking creative. Like that's because I was looking for the smooth lines, so I was tired of standing up. Oh, uh, sit down. Yeah, yeah, that's my kind of no, line. I really, right there. I really haven't rode that much. Next one from a Kyle Chisholm. Uh, what went through A Ray's head in the first moto when he saw the number eleven behind him and then blew his goggle strap off? Fuck. <laughs> that's what it is. Okay, so anybody that knows me knows I'm a big Kyle Chisholm fan. And before we get into talking about that, it's funny. While we're recording this, I'm playing it, and the guys are here in the background, and Derrico has Justin Bogle behind him talking, who sounds very similar to Chiz. So I'm listening to Bogle in the background, (laughs) hearing Chiz on the the replay here, and that was very interesting. But anyway, uh, so we'll go with you, Jericho. Uh, Chiz is just the man, dude. He is... He he's a vet, as they say. He knows what's up. He he comes out out of basically not racing in a while, other than a couple of local races, and just does his business and frustrates the shit out of A Ray. And it's awesome. I can't believe I didn't pick him in fantasy. Yeah, no, dude. Chiz is a Chiz is a grizzled vet. Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, he uh, he is definitely. Like, you can't count him out ever. Uh, I did not expect him to do as good as he did this weekend. But Chiz is going to Chiz, so yeah. what do you expect in that situation? So what are you doing there now, Jericho? Because your sound just changed. Uh, what do you, you do different? What do you, are you working on bikes or something for Benny? No, uh, I just walk outside. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, it's yeah. good. Can you hear me good? Yeah, yeah. I just I could I could just tell something changed a little bit. That's that's fine, though. Um what about you there, Marks? Uh, are you a Chiz fan like I am and just love seeing that dude go out there and kick butt? Yeah, I like Chiz. He's just he's just super cool. He's he's personable. And, and for him to get off the couch and go out there and, and perform like that, I think is awesome. Uh, I don't want to talk about fantasy because I did not pick him. And, dude. Um, 
think I fixed Benny. So, <laughs> I, did I did too. This is awkward. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. See, the, he was no, the. Was dope, I was actually Benny was the only guy like I wasn't mad at this because I I wanted to be mad I wanted to be bitching on the chat room with everybody else but I was like no nah, man Jer- Jericho's my buddy I can't I just can't be mad because I was I knew how bad they were feeling so I just let it go but once again marks four zeros for me I think total maybe more I, this week I, oh God it's I don't know. That's rough. It's so, it's horrible. Like you just, I don't, I don't understand why this, I I love this game that I hate so much. (laughs) Oh, and for the record, I did not pick Benny. So Derek, you're off the, off the hook. I picked LeMay. Yeah, I I had LeMay too. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Benny's not racing Paula, so. So well, I'll pick him at Paula. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just going to no. start picking all-stars. <laughs> That'll go sideways somehow, too. Oh, yeah, it will. I, I, whoever I pick won't finish, I'm sure. All right, enough yeah. uh, fantasy for the moment. Uh, let's see here. Lakewood coming – okay, I'm, I'm reading my notes real quick. Let's uh, let's hear what they said about AC. Uh, A-Ray had a little discussion on – t- JT and Mathis were talking about going into Lakewood and the difference in the track. And, uh, you know, JT brought up the fact that Mathis said a few weeks ago, I guess, or a while back that the Kawasaki's seem to be doing well on these, having an edge on a longer start. Uh, so it was based off a conversation they had in the past, but A-Ray had a couple thoughts and we're going to hear that. Cade thinks uh, that Adam will be really good this weekend. At, I mean, he's going to be really good. That's not a, that's not a brain. That's not a, uh, a uh, rocket scientist prediction, but, uh, he thinks Adam's going to be really good this weekend at Colorado. I think he will be, too. And, Steve, I want to give you credit or at least ask your opinion again on this because you were on this early in the Supercross season about the Kawasaki's on a longer start having a little bit of an edge over – and it was when Adam was practicing with Kenny. It seemed like when they were doing starts that Adam had a, an advantage on a longer start. And when you watch these starts now, Adam is just – you can watch his GoPro and watch him pulling away from guys towards the end of the start straight. Uh, so, Yeah, uh, A-Ray? I started next to him this weekend at WW, and, dude, when the gate dropped, that fucking bike went. I'm th- <laughs> dude, I don't know what happened. I don't know what was wrong, but – A-Ray like, blinked, and uh, uh, he was in the first turn. Bro. That fucking bike went. Very, very uh, insightful there, Jericho. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not hard to uh impress Alex with uh you know speed off the gate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I, yeah, yeah, that's again, I just thought that was a good funny quote. Yeah, uh, if you guys haven't listened to the whole show, you got to go back and get the rest of the the conversation. Um yeah. Marks, well, I'm going to ask both of you guys. So, obviously, show's live. A lot of callers, including myself, Get all different varieties of callers, good calls, bad calls, long calls, oh short, short calls. You, you used to answer the phone, Marks. You were the guy. Now Talon has to do it. Um, before we get into this next piece of audio, what what are some – give me some highlights of some calls, Some whether it be just crazy stuff. You know, What are some things you had to deal with taking calls from Pulp fans? Um, and I feel like – I don't know if I can think of anything crazy off the top of my head. Like, yeah, there's always, like, some drunk people that you can tell are obviously just 
you know, hammered, sloshed, and they're swearing their words, and they call 10, 15 times a show, and you just finally, like, as soon as you answer and you hear their voice, you hang up. Now they have call me to you, so you can just ignore it. But, um, yeah, it, uh, it, it's nothing, like, super crazy. It's just, like, you, you, you get stuff like that a lot. Hammy. Hammy, didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't Hammy call in, like, four or five times? <clears throat> yeah, he, uh, he took his... Took his moment and ran with it for yeah. sure, and that's and I get that. Like you know, it seems to be fairly common where people like they something comes up on the show about their call being ridiculous or them being ridiculous, and they kind of run with it and, and overplay it a little, a little bit. But sure, yeah, that was that was just one of them. Jericho, how about you, man? What what do you like the calls? Because sometimes they could be a little annoying. Sometimes they could be really good. Uh, what do you think about yeah. the callers on in general? Uh, I mean, I think a majority of them are good, you know, especially if they're calling in to ask a writer question. Uh, yep. There, honestly, it's funny you asked this question because there was one uh, voicemail this week that I was listening to. It, I was just like, dude, shut the hell up. Like, nobody cares about your opinion. Cole. Uh, I think it was Cole because that was in my notes and I actually didn't go back uh, to it, but it was like really, it seemed like really, really long. Yeah, what, uh, it was the one that was, uh, fuck, what was he talking about? It was, he was bitching about, uh, I think he was bitching about other callers uh, calling in and bitching about the show. Oh, that, that was the Race Tech Rant one that I brought up earlier, yeah. That's okay. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, he was the base. Uh, I thought, it was it the same guy that. Uh, I sound like the, was that? I said, was it the same guy that said like people call or bitch about Steve doing what he wants on his show? Is that that one? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, that was it. He came talking about mountain biking. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. Yep. That was it. Well, sometimes. Wait. Call, yeah. Wait. I have a, I have my own race tech rant. Bring it. And it comes up all the it comes up all the time. But when like when he gets to your line and he says what's up, like get to the point. Like I can't. It drives me so crazy with the the pleasantries. And I even get after Steve when he says, "Hey, so and so, what's up? How are you?" Like he invites it by asking how people are, and some and he doesn't do it all the time. But like we got to skip some of the pleasantries, like the the. The one and a half to two seconds of like silence, yeah, just po- kills it for me, and it drives me nuts. It happens all the time. It's it's and common. We gotta we gotta figure out how to, we gotta figure out how to like nip that. Yeah, and and that's a big thing. That I've Stern has talked about like a lot of times. The people like say, "Hey, how are you?" He'll just hang up on them. Um, but it's it, it's so ingrained in ingrained in us. I would think when you to have the pleasantries when you make a regular phone call, but. Typically, like people that don't call regularly, like me, maybe they don't always know that they're on air. But for anybody that's going to call in, you almost always hear a when you go when you're on when you hear that you're on. So be ready. And yeah, it's it's kind of funny because you can tell when people aren't used to calling in. I, I you know I've kind of I've called in a few times, so I kind of understand how it goes now. Um, but sometimes. Sometimes, Marks, calls don't go as planned. June's on one. June, you there? Hello. Hi, June. Hi. What's up, June? You want to talk to Alex? Yeah. What's up, dude? 
Can I get own nail gear, please? All right, you know, you know, if you're gonna have your kid call in, cool. Just have the script ready, please. Thank you, thank you. Steve, you gotta calm down. No, 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 no. You got. No, if they ask for all if you're gear, on we hold, gotta get them O'Neill gear. If you're on hold for that long, it's cool. You're gonna get your kid to read a funny little script. Cool, no job. Get, get, get it done. It's a child. I know. Child. I know. Dark side. Steve, how are we feeling not next week? Kind of brutal there, uh, Marks. That was. I, I understand where Steve's coming from, but that was hard to listen to because all I was thinking about is this poor little kid. It was like, I don't know what happened. Right. Yeah, that was. it was tough. I mean, obviously you can see both sides of, of what happened there. Um, but, yeah, I think <laughs> I don't know what, what bit Steve so quickly on that one because I feel like we've had kids call in. I think there was one not even long ago. Um and I don't feel like it was a ton different. I feel like it kind of had the same flow to it. Right. So I'm not sure what you know what caught him so off guard with that one, but he just wasn't having it. And then his his response afterwards was was uh, <clears throat> aggressive. We'll say it was Jericho. Did that one kind of uh, turn your stomach a little bit, or you also uh, do you also not like kids? No, that was a total dick move. <laughs> that was. Uh, that was pretty, uh, not cringeworthy, but, like, it was pretty bad. Like, I was pretty disappointed in Steve there. And I feel like Alex was kind of trying to, you know, smooth it over a little bit. But right. it was too late. Yeah, Alex wanted to get him some gear, being the good guy, and JT was telling Steve how shitty he is. Uh, Steve, JT a little more level-headed sometimes. Well, again, I, I understand that he's trying to move the show along, but then you had the other guy, like, the, the long voicemail, you have the long calls of people sometimes that are like obviously trying to win prizes or whatever, and he lets those guys go and just hangs up on the poor little kid who's probably traumatized now. But the highlight of that is maybe that kid will now find this other show that's really good and give up on Pulp MX. So <laughs> we'll, we'll try to get June as a listener to this other show. All right, we're going to talk about my call now. Uh, let me play some audio. Got a dark side. One week from tonight, you will be in studio. His yeah, and I hope Keeper brings his A game because I don't. I don't need him slacking on the job. We're going to have a killer show. You, <laughs> oh you need to make sure that you bring your A game. Just, just be ready. My A game is going to be there. We're going to cut Darkside's pony live on the. Let's air. see. Who do you think will do better, Darkside on this show or me hosting the wrap-up show? You hosting the wrap-up show. Oh shit. I feel like Steve forgets that I have like three years of shows under my belt of my own show. Can we get an over under of how many times Dark Side uh, brings up his own show? Twelve. I'm not going to bring it up. Hey, Ray. Steve has. Steve should introduce me like up. he does everybody T. else, and that's all we need. I was going to go six. Okay. All right, JT, JT. What's your over under? Uh, I'll go. I'll go five. I'm gonna be on YouTube live, dude. The Watch roast, it, I can't the roast of Dark Side. Uh, Shit, that's good. It's I gonna like be. That. It's gonna be like five minutes in. I feel like just he doesn't get shit on that often. I feel like the people who do shit on him shit on him as a joke. A lot of voicemails shit on Dark Side. Oh, that's because those people are fucking assholes. Well, I'm just saying there are people who shit on Dark Side. I like Dark Side. Some people pay extra for that. <laughs> good one, Marks. Okay, Jericho. I got a lot to say about this. The the the, the topic. Of, Obviously, I'm going to be in studio next Monday. Uh, the yeah. the idea of who was be better, Kay doing the wrap up show or me doing the pulp show in studio, 
and Steve saying Cade, that wouldn't hurt, dude. That was that's bullshit, Steve. And I do like some shits for the show. Like some of it's a little bit of a character stuff with Steve, some of the things he does. Yeah. But I'm starting to get the feeling that he really doesn't think I'm gonna be like he thinks I'm gonna freeze up or be or what I don't know what he thinks. Uh it's it's a little irritating. Yeah, no, I think uh, Cade's in trouble if he's going to try and do this show next week because <laughs> this show takes a lot more prep than doing the Pope show. Well, he's not going to have to do any of it. I'm still going to do the prep while I'm in studio and on the plane we're at home, and I'm going to have it all ready for him, so he doesn't even have to do anything. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to send him everything, the, basically a script with you know, a, a timeline or a, uh, what do you call it? like a when you do a research paper, like a table of contents or whatever. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you talk about this and all bullet points. Yeah, so he's not even gonna have to do anything. Uh, but yeah, dude, it it kind of it, I'm a little irritated with this whole thought process. Yeah, well, what's good is next week uh, on Monday you have a perfect platform to uh, call him out on that. Oh, so. I will. Yeah, it's it's definitely <laughs> going to be a topic. Marks, how serious do you think he is with that? Um, let's see. I do like a scale of one to ten. I would say maybe like a five. Okay, okay. So maybe, maybe. I maybe like JT kind of texts me sometimes. It's like, dude, he's just getting under your skin. He likes doing that. So maybe I'm taking it too, too serious, too personal. Maybe. I mean, you got like you said, like a, he plays up a lot of stuff for the show. It's kind of the character, and, and you know, he he always jokes about me and Talon doing nothing but giving him shit all the time yeah. talking shit on him. You know, he plays that stuff up too. So, uh, I, I think anything he says along those lines, I would, I, you know, cut it to seriousness maybe in half. Okay. And maybe go with that. All right. And maybe I spoiled the, spoiled the character for a bunch of people, but it's, it's funny. I, oh, I say funny. I don't, I, I get a lot of direct messages or even on discord the last Monday night and today and yesterday, uh, or emails I get where people are like, Steve's a dick. Don't put up with that. Like there, there are a lot of people that have come to my defense a little bit. And, you know, Steve said a lot of people shit on me and Cade brought that up. And obviously there's always haters. There's haters for all of us. It's gotten a lot better in the last six months, I would say. Like, since the wrap-up show's gotten better, uh, I feel like a lot of people have turned around uh, their opinions. There's still a few of those haters out there, and we will definitely, hopefully, be able to get into some of that Monday night. Uh, if I have to hijack the show, we're going to get into some of Steve <laughs> being a little bit of a dick. But um, the other thing that I want to touch on with my call was the fucking random guy. I think Tyler was his name. On the couch. Nothing against Tyler. What That was his name, right, Marks? T- Tyler Baylor? Tyler Taylor? Yeah. Something like nope. Tyler. Tyler. Okay. So nothing against him personally, but let me play this, and I'm going to have my rant. Yeah, there's some guy named Tyler in studio here tonight, too. We don't, we don't know much about him, but we let him sit in, and he's been in here all show, hanging out. So He's like, I don't know why Tyler is here, but Tyler is here. I, well, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> because, I, like, did he win a contest? Did, what happened? Is he Marx's buddy? I don't remember what happened for Tyler to sit him? Yeah. At some point, I invited him, <laughs> but I don't wow. know why. Everybody thinks I'm a dick, and here I am fucking letting Tyler in, in here for his birthday. Yeah. No, you're just addicted to children, that's all. Yeah, just addicted <laughs> to children. You know, but you let this guy in the studio, but I asked you about bringing my guy, and he said he would, my, my producer, he said he'd pay his own way, and you said no. 
Yeah, Dark Side. No, I don't know this guy. <laughs> like, why would you? Why would I invite you? I'm paying for your flight. I'm going to put you up in a hotel, or you're going to stay here and be weird. And I'm being super cool. And then you throw in, you throw in. Can my buddy come in too? Like, WTF, Dark Side? WTF, Steve? You just said there's a guy on the couch. I don't know. I don't even know why he's here, really. But your producer, who I have actually met twice, you probably don't remember that, uh, who just wants to come hang out on the couch uh, uh, and doesn't even want to be on the mic and is going to pay his own way, no, he can't come. But I'm a dick for asking. Uh, Marks, go ahead. <laughs> I don't even know. It's so funny to me. It, it, it doesn't make sense. It's so Steve. It's it's great. I, I'm sorry that DJ doesn't get to come, but it's hilarious that yeah that he's so adamant about about it for well, one thing, and then like kind of almost I'll say semi hypocritical because I get I get his argument as as far as what he was saying, but it's it's, it's really funny to me. Yeah, well, I told TJ when TJ asked, I was like, dude, you know Steve's weird about that stuff. He's gonna say no. And Steve's like, and, or TJ, who the back story to this is the show that we're not mentioning, TJ was a part of before I ever became part of it. And I was invited to be part of it. And as it kind of grew, we started getting guests. And I think one of our earlier guests was Mathis. And we were so excited, right? Because we're just getting started. Steve agreed to come on. It was cool for us. And at some point, I don't remember this, TJ said, he told me this like recently, like, we made an agreement. They're like he said, I know someday, Dark Side, you're gonna be invited to be in studio and you can't go unless I get to go. And he says that I was like, Okay. Which okay, maybe that happened. I don't remember, but it was probably at a time where I was like, Yeah, that's never gonna happen. It's just whatever. But TJ, it matters to him because he wants to go. And the reason he wants to go is because he is the one that really does all the technical stuff for our show, the sound figured out the cameras like you did marks after seeing your stuff like the next week he came into our show and had three cameras and a switchboard and it worked pretty much the same way yours does uh he figures that shit out so he wants to go in studio and see how you and talon do things and all the technical stuff and you know anyway none of that really matters but that's how it came about and yeah steve i was pretty much joking about it monday night until steve started giving like acting like I was crazy and I don't know. Then I was like, well, what the fuck, dude? You don't know this other guy that's on the couch. Derrico, any thoughts? Dude, I would just take him. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, dude. How many times, how many times do, is like Vodge on the couch or shoot, I don't know. There's always somebody hell that just somebody else brought Connor Fields brought his buddy or whatever. But for yeah, some yeah. reason, I'm the dick for asking. <laughs> And like, yeah. dude, it's it's his house. I'm not it. Shit, whatever you say, dude. It's your house. But like, acting as if it was a crazy question and out of line. That's the part that kind of like bothered me a little bit. Uh, I'm in a group text with TJ and some of our other buddies, and they think it's a riot. So yeah, JT and Mar Mark, they uh, they think it's hilarious, and I guess probably a lot of other people did too. But yes, typical, typical Steve. Um. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my notes. Okay, we're going to move on from my call, but here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be just fine in studio. I'm not going to freeze up. I, I 
feel like pretty confident I'm going to do a pretty good job. And hell, having Kiefer in studio, like, yeah, if you can't if you can't have a good show, good conversation with Kiefer, then you should yeah. you shouldn't be able to do anything. It's going to be just fine. I think uh, I think Discord Nation's going to be in full effect that night. We still have a little bit more to talk about with Discord, but the next topic that I want to move on to is the quote unquote newlywed game between Cade Clayson and A Ray, uh, the lovely Pookie Mathis hosting. First things first, uh, Marks. I don't. I know you listen to our show every once in a while. You follow me on Instagram. Are you at all aware of what I've been doing on Instagram Live for the last few months? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the, the better half. Didn't you rename it though? Well, it started as Ride or Die, and now it's okay. the better half. And basically, right. what it is is the newlywed game. So another thing that Steve stole from me. So. Well, you're gonna have to give him some crap for that on Monday. Yep, yep. But of course, he's gonna say he's unaware, which he probably is, and I stole it from the newlywed game. But still, uh, but honestly, Marks and uh, Jericho, very funny game show. Uh, anybody that doesn't know what the newlywed game is must be like uh, millennial, I guess. I don't know, but it was a funny game. <laughs> Gonna play a little bit of audio from it, and we'll talk about the love connection between A Ray and Cade. What's your answer? Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> See, I told you. I told he just, you. He knows. He knows, dude. <laughs> he knows me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. All right, Cade. When is Alex's birthday? I think April twenty-second. Alex, wow, when is he's birthday? one day off. Oh, really? <laughs> one day off. Oh my oh, god, that's so shitty. Close, You're a borderline a stalker, bro. <laughs> I'm just your friend. I'm just a friend. Like, what the fuck? Cade, what is Alex's most embarrassing racing moment? Oh, the high five. Fail. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> high five fail. Round two, we're going to see how well Alex knows his friend Cade. Here we go. I might lose, man. <laughs> no, you ain't. Three, right? I got three, three out okay. of seven. All right. Okay. See, I'm going zero for zero. Alex, when is Cade's birthday? No idea. There's <laughs> my birthday. What are you, a stalker? 7th. It's called being a fucking friend. You should try it sometime. <laughs> Today's winner is Kate Clayson. I think we all knew who was going to win. Okay, so honestly, if you, it's probably about as well as any two guys that are friends know each other. But, damn, that was good. That was a great segment. I don't know that you could have picked two better guys, Jericho, to do that with. Uh, but I love the fucking Cade being like, it's called being a friend. Uh, you know, anybody that knows those guys, Cade's more of a more of a mature type human being, a guy. And A-Ray is more of a 12-year-old. But that game brought that out and thought it was fantastic. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, honestly, if you had done that with me and A-Ray, I, wouldn't, I don't think I would have got as many as Cade did. Like, I didn't know Alex's birthday at all. Like, I knew it was, like, springtime yeah. just because it's always there in Supercross. But whatever he got, you know, the day before, I was like, holy shit. Like, that's, that's pretty gnarly because I'm right there with Alex, dude. Like, I don't know any of my friends' birthdays, really. Like, that's what you got Facebook for. <laughs> exactly. They're in my calendars. Yeah. I yeah. Very few of those do I remember. So it it, it 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 was impressive. They both knew some stuff. The the A-Ray high five fail, I have no idea how I've missed that in the past. But I was in tears, dude. That was 
awesome. Oh I, yeah. Jesus, that was yeah. That was good. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. I love that clip. I think that was. I don't know if that's fourteen or fifteen Supercross. I think it may be fifteen when he was on BWR. Yeah, that was when definitely he made that main in Detroit. Definitely before I knew who A Ray was, and uh, you know, thanks to the Pulp Mech Show, that's why we know who A Ray is now. I've never seen that, so that was a a fantastic moment Monday night when somebody posted that on the the chat or a Discord or somewhere wherever I saw it. That was great. Yeah, Marks, I haven't seen oh, it either. So you hadn't seen it? No, when I I posted it on the Pulp Mech Show Twitter, I think yesterday. Yeah, somebody came up in a text or something, and I was like, "Wait, I haven't seen it." And I went and looked it up, and I I, I lost it, so I posted it on the the Pulp Mech Show Twitter account. Oh, so good. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know how I missed it either. It, it's great. These game shows, Marks, we every once in a while we get tits versus tits or this or we had the bets. Uh, how well do you know your? Can you you know the skip no folk. Uh, what true or false or whatever the game was they're they're really cool i like the, when steve comes up with these things and does them it's not something we get all the time but when we get it it's a little like a little tasty pookie snack it's a little something special <laughs> yeah no, i i agree i wish i almost wish we would do them just a little bit more often i don't think that it's you know obviously something that needs to be done every week right but yeah. um you know tits versus tits maybe like every other time tits in tits is in which would work out so like Every six weeks or so, sure. Uh, that would be that would be good, you know, because that's not overbearing, and I think that brings out some really funny moments. Uh, the other ones, like you said, with um, with Bet and Skip, you know, I think they're good. I think they're good for content. They're good for breaking up the monotony a little bit. I don't really see a downside, to be honest. No, none. Other than when certain people try to help give answers to certain contestants and they get in trouble. That's yeah, yeah. I wonder if I wonder if uh, Steve remembers that. You know, remembered that before he invited you in the studio. Probably not. Sure. Probably yeah. not. So, yeah. And I'm I, keeping I, up there. Yeah, please do. Uh, and since he hasn't <laughs> been listening to these, which, dude, I really wish I wanted him to listen to the last couple because I've had some pretty good audio clips, like the uh, oh, the one last week where he said, "What was the word? Damn it, Marks, where he said it wrong, and I slowed it down." What was it? Cataclyst. Yes, Cataclyst. That was awesome. Yeah. And I I am sure if he had heard it, he would have responded to it. So, yeah, it sucks that he hasn't. He's got to get caught up on these wrap-up shows, man. I don't know what he's doing with his life. All right. Yeah, I don't know if he was He's, like, mixing Cataclysm and Catalyst. <laughs> like, what is, what is going on there? Man, there's a few things that he says, and I, I, I kind of, like, every once in a while I just let it go. <laughs> But, like, even the, the yeah, no, which everybody does, but also, too, drives me insane. <laughs> it is the same fucking definition. It's the same thing. You can't say also, also. It's, oh, God, it drives me. <laughs> you know what's funny is I don't know if I've ever maybe noticed it before uh, until, until it came up on the show. I know it came up on the show a couple of years ago. Somebody called in and was kind of ripping him for it. Yeah. But since then... I hear it more often, and it's even more recently. I feel like I hear it come up oh, way more often. He does it all the time, it. but like not even just him. I mean, like I hear other people saying it too, yes. and I'm like, oh, and it just reminds me of Steve, which is the worst part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I've definitely heard it. Other people do it now that, but Steve does it a lot, and. Yeah, you know, I, I said the I said the week started on or what I say that on the calendar the cal the left side of the calendar was Saturday, so whatever. 
We all do stupid shit. Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, we all you're do. Dumb, we all do dumb shit. Um, two more. Two more little topics. Uh, a Ray's love life. Let's hear what they had to say. From Mister Code Two K Seventeen. A Ray, how many coal miners' daughters did you score during the Loretta's run? <laughs> no comment. Are you? Uh, I would. I would give it an easy maybe three. You were in relationship with uh, uh, Chelsea. Chelsea for a while. You were in a little bit. You were in a relationship with uh, uh, Jay, Johnny's mom. Yeah, a little. Yeah, that um, was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. You, you've had a couple serious relationships. Yeah. Not looking anymore. Like, don't care. No, I'm like, looking, but I'm. I'm like. No, yeah, that's fine. No one. I mean, you're young. You're single. It's fine. No yeah. one is coming down on you. Yeah. No. But are you? Are, is this the route you've chosen to take? Where you're like, fuck it. I don't want anything like kind of to deal with while I'm racing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's high maintenance. You know, it's sometimes it's like, hey. You know, like you want to like hang out and you know like watch high maintenance somebody, because but... you're a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like I'm just sort of going with the flow. If something happens, it happens. If yeah. not, hey, I, I think if just I, enjoy the ride, baby. If, <laughs> if I'm in your shoes, I'm I'm plugging every hole out there. <laughs> All right, Jericho. You know A Ray well. Uh, it would. Is he at a place, you think, where if he found a good woman, it would benefit him, hashtag home life as Kiefer preaches, or is he just not ready? <laughs> uh, I don't think he's ready, no. I, I It wouldn't work right now. So he's, he, uh, he's a little bit too, uh, too loose. Loose yeah. program. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. I don't know A Ray super well, but that's sort of the vibe I get. And well, I'm not even going to say what I was about to say. I'm gonna pass. But what about you, Marks? What do you think? Um, A Ray. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No comment. That's fine. We can move on. No. No comment. No comment. Okay. Last topic of the night. Discord Nation has be, uh, become a topic, a trigger word on pulp, uh, snowboard. You got me involved with this thing, checking it out a few weeks ago. Let's play a little bit of audio. We'll discuss it, and then we will wrap up the wrap-up show. Put it on our Discord channel here. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Did I mean, did I slip up there? Can't believe you. Sorry. Maybe I'm on Discord. Oh, maybe you are. Maybe I'm under, yeah. you know. Let's let's see it. My uh, Mark didn't send you an invite. You're not in there. There's, there's a there's a guy in there with the name Elephant Cock. That's me. Let's see it, big dog. I'm in there. <laughs> fuck everybody oh, so on Discord not, not too. By the way, before we go, fuck Discord and fuck all you people for talking shit on me. Hey, Ray on and Cade will be in the cord soon. Please tell me all the shitty things in Discord that people are saying about Darkside, like during the show. <laughs> okay, Just okay. read them off. All right. Is there was there anything this show whenever he was on there? Uh, I didn't. I wasn't well, Darkside's like buddies with all the guys in Discord. So, oh yeah. yeah. I, uh, everybody on Discord, we're going for snowboard for next week or Discord, either one. JT, are you on Discord? Uh, I am, but no. not the pulp one. Uh huh. Is it like some hometown hoochies or what? All right, that audio obviously was taken from a few different mentions throughout the show. Show the show. Uh, the the last part there was where I was talking about the word of the day, which I kind of skipped over that tonight. I want to get into that, but we'll probably just go with it. Um, Discord marks. Um, it's it's starting to take off. You know, we've had some different chat options in Pulpamex from the old uh, forum. You know, when you'd listen live on the website to the 
the YouTube Live, the Facebook Live, and now Discord. There's a lot of different ways to talk to uh, talk to the, the fans and discuss the show while it's going on and with Discord 24-7, right, which Steve didn't realize. Um, just kind of give us your thoughts on it, man, because you're, you've been you're a tech guy, so you know what you know more about Discord than any of us. Yeah, it's funny because Discord, uh, a, a fan named Nick, who's also a programmer like me, so we kind of you know chat every once in a while. She kept bringing it up every every now and then, like, "Hey, when are you gonna make a Discord for for Pulp?" And I kind of shrugged off the first few times, and then the last time he he did it, I was like, "Eff it, I'm gonna do it." And uh, AI it kind of just blew up like everyone wanted it. And it kind of turned into this fun little place where you can chat with other fans and, and you know, talk about different stuff about the show. There's there's different sections for different things, and, and it's grown. There's, like, over 500 people that are joined already. So I think it's, you know, obviously blown up. And I honestly, I don't think as much as Steve talks about, you know, here we go with character Steve again. Uh, hating it or thinking it's dumb or, or, or however he portrays his thoughts on it. I, I don't think he really thinks it's a bad thing because it's just another way for Pulp to be, um, you know, for Pulp's followers and fans to gather, which mm-hmm. would never be a bad would never be a bad thing for a platform like Pulp itself. So you know, him talking about it is just solidifying the fact that he thinks it's a good thing. Whether no matter what he says about it, you know, disregarding what he actually the words that actually come out of his mouth and talking about it uh just just promotes it. So Yeah, so before I ask Jericho his thoughts, uh, he probably has almost zero idea what how Discord works. <laughs> uh but Marks, the 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 people on Discord, the the users that are in the chat rooms, I'm actually sitting here looking at it right now. I've got the wrap up show pe- channel open. But the people, you know, they're like, oh, we got to get Steve in here. Uh, what would Steve really think if he ever actually checked it out? I don't feel like this is Steve's bag. Like, he, he's got Twitter, and he's comfortable there, and I kind of feel like that's where he'll stay. Yeah, I think so. I think he's he's tough on change. He doesn't really like, you know, he likes to stay in his comfort zone. He has his circle. Uh, it's a two-mile radius around his house that he doesn't like to leave. <laughs> Uh, you know, Twitter kind of falls in that same category. Discord would be a little bit far out for him. Yeah. And I imagine people would just blow him up uh, with mentions and stuff, and he wouldn't be able to figure out how to how to mute his mentions. And so it would just it would turn into a bigger shit show than it already is. So we'll, yeah. uh, we'll keep bugging him about joining with the with the expectation that he never actually will. There so. you go. Like I'm the same age as Steve, so I'm – probably a little old for this discord thing and i still try to figure out like i get i didn't have it on my phone i only use it on my laptop but i'll get email mint says oh you know you got a mention on discord but then i can't ever figure out how to get to them so yeah yeah it's it's not i don't know it's not like there's a mention button or a heart button like on twitter or an instagram where you can go see your mentions so i may need a tutorial on this thing but jericho you don't know even what discord is i'm gonna guess I have no fucking clue what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Sounds good. So we're not even. It's, I will say, I will say, uh, Clayson and A Ray. I don't know if you knew Darkside. They both joined yesterday morning. Okay, so. I did see that in the Discord chat, but I never saw yeah. like their 
you know, I just don't, I don't have time to look at it all the time. Like, I actually have a right. day job that I'm at, so it's really hard for hey, me. Huh? What are you trying to say? Well, I'm not trying to say anything about you guys. I'm just trying to say from 8 to 4.30 in the afternoon, I'm generally working, like, construction, basically. And it's very difficult for me to not – I'm already keeping up with Instagram and Twitter in between jobs and trying to post about shows. And I'm trying to sneak back to the shop to take five or ten minutes to cut some audio for the wrap-up show. I don't always have time to look at Discord, too, so I, I'm still trying to figure it out. But it's cool. Like you said, it's, it's cool to have another way to interact with the fans. So my, my process now on race day for, for nationals or, I guess, even Supercross when it comes back is I put the race on my – and this, is, this even goes for the Pulp Show on Monday night. The, the race or the Pulp Show is on my TV. My laptop's open with the Fantasy Pod on race day, now Discord – and YouTube chat, and everybody is in the fantasy website chat room, and I'm just going back and forth, back and forth, to the point where I'm barely watching the race, and on the Pulp Show, I'm so busy. Oh, I actually, changing subject, like OCD here, Monday night, dude, I was so obsessed with my new iPhone that I was barely watching the, the, the Pulp Show and listening. Like The fact that we're doing a wrap-up show and I have notes – I'm blown away by it. I didn't think I had anything worth us discussing because I was distracted with my iPhone. Uh, yeah, I'm, I recently switched from a Droid to iPhone that, for me, but that doesn't know. But anyway. I noticed that. I noticed that whenever you texted me. Yeah, a lot of people were like, dude, did you get an iPhone? It switched from blue to green. And, and I did. I think it might. I like it, but it may have been a mistake because I need it for the show to run through my mixer sometimes for, well, this show. Because right now... Marks is on the cell phone. I only have one landline. Uh, Jericho's on the other landline. But the the iPhone with the lightning charger dongle, it, it wasn't working. Um, but we may have figured that out thanks to our producer, TJ, who is not allowed to be in studio at the Pulp Show and sit on the couch. Sorry, TJ. Uh, anyway, a lot of rambling there at the end. Let's wrap this thing up. I want to thank Seal Savers, Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Motosport.com, along with all the other Pulpamex sponsors at PulpamexShow.com. I want to thank Steve for allowing me to come on and do this thing. If you guys have any comments, any contributions, anything for Hello Pookie, darkside at Pulpamex.com. Send me any of your thoughts, your hate, your whatever. Well, you send me some hate mail. We'll talk about it on the wrap-up show. Uh, but I would appreciate some positive vibes next week on the Pulp Show. I will be in studio, so it's going to be a fun wrap-up show to see what we get out of that. Uh, Jericho, Marks, thank you for about two hours of your time tonight. I appreciate both of you. Yep, no worries. Yeah, no worries. Okay, other than that, that is a wrap on this episode. And if everything goes well and my plane doesn't crash or Steve doesn't kill me in my sleep, I will be back next week with another show. Other than that, we're out of here. Why would you want to re-talk about the Pulp Show? Sit and me.